morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good Saturday morning. This is another good day that the Lord has made. And I don't know about you, but like I always say, I'm just so glad to be alive living in it. Thank you, Lord. You guys, today, this um, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Um, today, I'm going to be Rhema reading the word of the Lord. I'm going to be Rhema reading Matthew's chapter 8, but we're going to pray first. Father, we just thank you for being in the midst of us, for being amongst us. Holy Spirit, teach us, lead us, guide us, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a uh, heart to receive your word. In Jesus' name, we pray again today, this day. You guys, I'm streaming live on uh, my podcast, Arthur Pearlie Martin Biblical Principles, and on YouTube, uh, Gene Martin at 1681. My links are down below. You guys visit my podcast. If you're interested in this Bible study guide, it's down. The, the link is down below, the Amazon link. This is, uh, again, a book good to take your Bible study notes in. You can take it to church when your pastor's preaching, teaching, or whatever. Or when you just at home alone, doing your daily Bible study. Again, for every chapter, there's pages that you can write on. And in the back, there's some empty pages where you can take your notes. Okay, we're getting ready to jump in and get started. Um, again, oh, I probably didn't lose my page. Okay, we're still screaming. Let's see. Okay, there I am. Okay, Matthews 8. Let me pull up Matthews 8. We're going to be reading from the New Living Translation. Let me invite some people in real quick so they can know I'm here because... We, tend, we sleep late on Saturdays. I get it. Only reason I'm up is because the Lord woke me up. So when he wakes me up, that's when I get up. <laughs> he woke me up. So I... When he wakes me up, that's when I get up. Okay? So I'm never running. Be, I'm not running behind. I'm running right on God's time. I mean, if you know that sometimes when things ain't going your way, it could just be because it's going God's way. How about that? Yeah. So, um... Let's just yield to the Holy Spirit and be led by Him. Right? Those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Yes, thank you, Lord. Those who are the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. I'm just inviting some people in. We're going to be Rhema Word reading again, um, Matthew chapter 8. If you guys can't tune in because you're sleeping late, um, just go on and hit the replay button and listen to it. And, Share it with someone if it has been a blessing to you in any way, right? Because at the end of the day, the only thing that's going to really matter is what we do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, the only thing that's going to last is what we do for him. Because I like to tell people all this stuff on this earth, we're going to leave this stuff behind, right? If we live our life, the purpose of our life is to uh, help lead someone else to Jesus Christ. So to show them, you know, that there is another way. I'm making ourselves available to him. The Lord created us on purpose for, for his good purpose. Um, as ministers of reconciliators and ambassadors of Christ to help reconcile people back to him and to make other disciples. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel, making other disciples, right? Okay, so we're getting ready to... Um, we're getting ready to start here in just a second, a minute, a moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. 
going in, getting ready to rhyme or read um, Matthew's chapter 8. Okay? Alrighty. Getting ready to start. Lizzie try to invite the people in if I know. Lizzie, come on right there so they can know I'm here. Okay, here we go. Getting ready to start. Matthews chapter 8. Good morning, Sister Vanessa. Good morning. Good morning. We're Raymond reading Matthews chapter 8. New Living Translation. We're getting ready to start here. Matthews 8, New Living Translations. Here we, it's Jesus, it's, uh, when Jesus heals the man with leprosy. When he heals the man with leprosy. Matthews 8, I should, um, here we go, chapter, verse 1. Large crowds followed Jesus as he came down the mountainside. Suddenly, a man with leprosy approached him and knelt before him. Lord, the man said, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. He said, Lord, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. How many of you know that God is willing? Because by his stripes, he said, we already healed. God is willing. He said, Lord, if he, that is the will of the Lord that we be healed. He said, healing is the children's bread. I'm, the will of the Lord is that we be healed. This is why Jesus Christ took those stripes on his back. So if you've ever been wondering if it's God's will to heal, yes, it's God's will to heal. He says, if you are willing, you can heal me and make me clean. Verse 3, Jesus reached out and touched him. So here we see Jesus reached out, touching the man. He said, I'm willing. I'm willing. That's what I want. You just ask me my will. My will is what I want. I, God's will is what he wants for our lives. He said, I'm willing. I'm willing, he said. Jesus said, I, I, Jesus reached out and touched him. I'm willing, he said. Be healed. And instantly the leprosy disappeared. Then Jesus said to him, don't tell anyone about this. Instead, go to the priest and let him examine you. Take along the offering required in the law of Moses for those who have been healed of leprosy. This will be a public testimony that you have been cleansed. God was going to get the glory, but he had to go and get and uh, get approved by the uh the priest, because that was the law back then, right? But when people see that he's cleansed, when people see that we're whole, when people see that we're uh, uh, feel that we're complete, uh, that's a testimony to the Lord. So he takes all those things that the devil meant for evil and he causes it to work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. He takes the mess and turns it into the, a message. He takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. You, This is undeniable. Listen, you knew who I was before Christ and now you know who I am after Christ. Our very life is a testimony, should be a living testimony of Jesus Christ, of the delivering power of Jesus Christ. People should be able to look at your life and say, ooh, I know he's real because I know he's real because I knew you before Christ and now I see you after Christ. And that's why our test, our life should be a testimony of Jesus Christ. So he said, listen, let your light so shine so men will see your good works and glorify your father 
in heaven. Let our light, let our lifestyle, let the way we live glorify him so people will see him in us and want to be drawn to the Lord Jesus Christ, right? That is one purpose of our lives is to be a light in the midst of the darkness, is to be the salt of the earth. Thank you, Lord. He says, when Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed, paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Oh boy, this is, this is awesome. But the officer said, Lord, I'm not worthy to have you come into my home. He said, just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. Boy, thank you, Lord. He just sent his word and he healed him. He just sent the word and he healed him. There's no distance in God and there's no distance in us, Vanessa. There's no distance in God, right? He's omnipotent, he's omnipresent, and he's everywhere at the same time. Thank you, Lord. He says, he said, just, just say the word. He said, just say the word, just say the word, just speak the word. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. He said, I know this because I am under authority. He understood authority. When we understand authority, then we can come up under authority. He said, I understand authority of my superior officers. See, he said, listen, do we understand authority? Listen, when we have an understanding of authority, that may help our faith to operate that much clearly. He said, listen, I understand authority. I understand the authority of my superior officers. And I have authority over my soldiers. He said, listen, I, I, I understand authority. He said, I only need to say, he said, as, a, as an officer, because I understand authority, he's saying, he said, all I need to do is just say go, and they go. Or come, and they come. He said, I understand the power of words. I understand the power of authority. Do we understand the power of the authority that's been invested in us by the Holy Spirit, by the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I'm, I'm not going to leave you comfortless, but I'm going to leave you with a comforter, right? The Holy Spirit is the one that gives us the power. He's the one that do the work through us in the earth. Do you understand that by the power and the authority that's been invested in us by Jesus Christ, he said, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. He said, because keys represent authority, right? When you have the keys to a car, you have a right to that car. That, that gives you access. And when we have keys to come into an apartment, into our house or whatever, those keys represent access, authority. I, I have the authority to be here. I have the right to be here because I have the keys that unlocks everything. And Jesus said, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. I've given you the authority. I've given you the authority. That same power that raised Christ from the dead. Listen here. The same power that raised Christ from the dead is on the inside of us. He said, I've, I've given you the keys to the kingdom. I've given you the keys to the kingdom. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you lose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Or one translation say, whatever you allow on earth should be allowed in heaven. Why? Because God is not going to override our will. He's given us. We don't have to call him back down to do anything. He said, I've given you 
And in my name, the same way the apostles cast out the devils, the same way the apostles was able to raise the dead. It was that same power that quickened Jesus Christ's body. He says our body, I just want to sit here for a second, for a minute, for a moment, because it's, it's a good place to just sit here and just meditate. Because he says that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. The spirit of the living God lives on the inside of us. The spirit of the living God lives on the inside. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our body, you got that? The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, that's going to be that same power that's going to quicken our mortal body. That's that same power. We got that same power. We if we got the same power. We got the power of the Holy Ghost. We have the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. We got the power of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of us. That means when I lay hands on somebody, that's God in me, through me, and I lay my hands in faith, that, that's going to release and activate the power of God. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. He said, are you willing? He said, well, I understand authority. I understand. Do you understand authority? Do you understand authority by the power? We have authority. We have authority in the earth. We have whatever we say on our mind on earth, it happens in heaven. We have heaven backing us up. It's in the name of of Jesus. Jesus said, I give you permission to use my name. There's power in the name of Jesus. Demons must bow at the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He says, so I understand. When I say go, they go. When I say come, they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. I understand authority. I understand when you understand authority, all you know, all you got to do is just speak the word and it'll be done. We understand because that's what Jesus did. That's how Jesus dealt with the demons. He just spoke the word. He didn't have to go over there and toss them with the devil. He said, come out and come out, right? Come out. When he came into the presence of the demons, it would torment them. And they say, Jesus, why are you here to torment us before our time? Because that anointing, when the anointing of God is on your life, and you too, when you step in a room, it will bring conviction. It's not us, it's the God in us, it's bigger than us, it's not about us, it's about the God on the inside of us. And they say, listen, it's something different about you. You're different. It's it's something different about you that's good because what they're saying is I see the God inside of you. He said, verse 10, he said, when Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who was following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. No one else has believed me in this way. In other words, verse 11, he said, and I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officers, go back home. He said, go, go back home. He said, go back home. He said, because you believed it has happened. Listen, because you believe, he told the Roman soldiers in Acts 16, 31, the apostle Paul said, listen, because you believe 
not only shall you be saved, but your household also is saved because you believe. Jesus said it was because the Roman officer believed because he interceded. He, he stood in the gap for his, his servant back home. He, he stood in the gap. It was because he believed. Not because the his, his servant back home was sick. It wasn't his servant that believed, but it was because he believed. It was because my mama believed, Acts 16, 31, that if she believed, not only shall she be saved, but her household. And I'm, I'm here today, I'm just a living testimony of the prayer that she prayed. And I'm sure the Lord probably had other people praying for me also standing praying in the Holy Ghost because when we pray in tongues we pray in an unknown spirit we pray the perfect will of the Lord but I know for a fact that she was one of the ones who, who believed because my mama believed because you believed Jesus said because the Roman officer believed he said go home he said because you believed it has happened because you believed because you believe it has happened because you believe if you believe not only shall you be saved, but your household also. 16, Acts 16, 31. And the young servant was healed that same hour. He was healed because the Roman officer believed. Some people going to get delivered. Some people going to get healed. Some people going to be made whole because you believe. Because you stood in the gap. For I look for a man to stand in the gap. Will you stand in the gap? Will you intercede? Will you intercede on behalf of someone else who maybe don't believe? Will you stand in the gap? Because this is intercession. The Roman officer was making intercession on behalf. He stood in the gap. For his interior. Who are you standing in the gap for? Are you standing in the gap for your family members? Are you standing in the gap for your loved ones? Are you standing in the gap for your children? Are you standing in the gap for a sick neighbor or friend or whoever? Who are you standing in the gap for? Will we allow God to use us? We say it all the time, Lord, use me. The Roman soldier allowed the Lord to use him, to stand in the gap. He wasn't thinking about himself. He was thinking about someone else. Do you have any sick friends? Do you have any sick family members? Will you go? Will you just go before the Lord and stand in the gap? Because he said, he said, because you believe. He said, because you believe. He said, because you believe your servant, your young servant was healed that same hour. He said, go back home because you believe. Matthews 8, 13 says, because you believe it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. It was because the Roman officer believed that God honors faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So he had faith. Jesus was impressed by his faith. As he said, I haven't found such faith in all of Israel. He, he was impressed. He was moved because without faith, when we don't believe God, we call him a liar. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. Not only do we have to believe that he exists, but we have to believe that he is a rewarder of them who diligently seek him. I dare you to diligently seek him. Just, I'm telling you, I had to sit in his face. We need to put our face in his face, put our head, our, our, our heart to his heart and just cry out to him sometimes. Just 
cry out to him and say, Lord, you said if I believe, not only shall I be saved, but my household also, Acts 16, 31, Lord. You, you sent your word the same way you sent your word and you healed the Roman officers, Father. We send your word, we speak your word, and we see it send healing to our loved ones. Do you have anyone that needs healing? Do, do you need healing? Because there's no distance, there's no distance. Uh, Matthews 8, 14, it says, when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. Anybody sick in bed with a high fever? Listen, Jesus Christ is the same today as yesterday and forever. Hello, my beautiful sister, Letha. We're right now reading Matthews 8. 8.14, he said, when Jesus arrived at Peter's house, Peter's mother-in-law was sick in bed with a high fever. But when Jesus touched her, you know, we got the spirit, that same power, we got it on the inside of us. It says, but when Jesus touched her hand, he said the fever left her. Do, do, is anyone around you with the fever? Is anyone around you sick? Is anyone around you here? Here he left his word for example. The same power that's operating in Jesus Christ in Matthew 8.15 is the same power that's inside of us. Our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Our body is the place where the spirit of the living God is dwelling. When we lay our hands, that's just not us laying our hands, but when we lay our hands in faith, I'm saying in faith, leaning that it's not us, but it's the God in us. It's not having faith in our faith. It's having faith in what Jesus Christ say. Lay your hands in faith, knowing that the spirit of the living God lives on the inside of you on the inside of us. We're his hands, his feet. It's in him and because of him that we live, that we move, and that we have our very existence, that we have our being. Our body is the temple. We are walking epistles. We are ambassadors of Christ. And if we continue in his word, he said, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The word of the living God is the power of God under salvation. It has the power to deliver us. It has the power to heal us. It has to, the power to settle us. It has the power to establish us, right? Verse 15, he says, but when Jesus touched her hand, he said the fever just, just left her when he touched her hand. Touch somebody, touch them in faith. We got to do it in faith, believing it's not my hand. It's not me. It's bigger than me, but it's the God inside of me. It's not me. It's the God inside of me. He's using me. He's using me. We say, Lord, uh, use me, Lord. Well, he said, just make yourself available. Will you just yield your members? Whoever we yield our members to, that's who we serve it to. We think just being used ain't just on Sunday in the church house, but being used is every day in our everyday life. He said, but when Jesus touched her hand, the fever left her. Then she got up and prepared a meal for him. Thank you, Lord. She was healed and she got up and she began to serve him. Forget not the Lord's benefits. When he blessed you, when he bring you into that wealthy place, when he answer those prayers that you prayed. Forget not the Lord's benefits. Don't forget to stop and tell him thank you. Just, just for a second, for a minute. He said, there was 10 of you, he said to the lepers, but only one come back. He said, where's the other nine? Why, why they didn't come back to say thank you? How many of you know that the Lord wants us to say thank you? A grateful heart, a, thank, a grateful heart is a thankful heart. Excuse me. 
the Lord wants us to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done. I just want to say thank you. Anthony Brown says that group therapy. I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you, Lord. I just want to say thank you, Lord. Forgive, forgive me for ignoring you because we know that it's rude when someone do something for us and we don't say thank you. Lord, you woke us up this morning, Lord, and we just want to say thank you, Lord. We want to say thank you for your breath that we breathe. We want to say thank you because of you. it's your strength. It's only because of you that we're able to move, that we're able to live, and that we're able to have our being. Lord, we just want to say thank you. We just want to say thank you and we'll make ourselves available too, Lord, and we'll we'll serve you today, Lord. She she prepared a physical meal to serve him, but he's not here so we can physically feed him, but we can serve him in other ways just by yielding our members to him and making ourselves available to him. Verse 16, Matthew 8, 16, he said, that evening, me, many, listen, listen here. He said, that evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. Listen. This is today. This is the word of the Lord. This is why we don't fear demons. Demons are to fear the God that's on the inside of us. This is why we say in Galatians, greater is he that's within me than he that's in the world. This is why we don't fear witches and warlocks. And how many of you know that the devil cannot curse what God has blessed? Okay, the devil cannot curse what God has blessed. So let's make sure that we're walking in obedience to God, that we're walking in fellowship with God so we don't uh, uh, open ourselves up to the curses, right? Because there is consequences to our sins. The wages of sin lead to death, right? So we want to stay in fellowship with him. We want to walk in fellowship with the Lord. We want to walk in the light as he is in the light. Because when we walk in obedience to his word, that's when we're in walking in fellowship with who he is. We're walking in fellowship with how he is. Thank you, Lord. Verse 16, it says, that evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. We don't, this is why we don't fear demons. Demons are to fear us. Witches, warlocks, all this stuff, they're, they're, they're to fear us. You don't fear demons. Demons bow. Demons have got to bow at the name of Jesus. Exactly. God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. We have the greater one on the inside. So it says that evening, many demon-possessed people were brought to Jesus. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple command. He didn't wrestle with them. He didn't tussle with them. He, with a simple command, he cast out the evil spirit. Remember, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is on the inside of us. He cast out the evil spirits with a simple word, and he healed all the sick. This fulfilled the word of the Lord through the prophets Isaiah who said, He took our sicknesses and removed our disease. Thank you, Lord. Matthews 8, 18. He said, when Jesus saw the crowd around him, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. <laughs> then this is the cause of following Jesus. This title up here says the cause of following Jesus. You know, there is a price, right? That means we're going to sacrifice our life. That means we're going to give up our way for his way in order to follow Jesus Christ. Because when we try to hold on to our life, that's when we lose our life. But when we lose our life, when we're willing to give up our way for his way, when we're willing to surrender our will for his will, that's when we lose our life for Christ's sake. And this is when we can follow after Jesus Christ. He said, when Jesus saw the crowd around him, he instructed his disciples to cross to the other side of the lake. 
Then one of the teachers of the religious law said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Verse 20, Jesus replied, Foxes have dens to live in and birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place even to lay his head. 21, another of his disciples said, Lord, first let me return home and bury my father. Here Jesus said, what's our excuse for not following him? What's our excuse for not spending time with him? Because Listen, whatever takes the place of God in our life, become the God of our life, right? So here they are making excuses. Jesus said, come on, follow me. He said, but Lord, first I need, to, I need to go back home and I need to bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me now. Follow me now. Follow me like right now. Spend time with me like right now. Not later on, not later this evening. I mean, just right now. I need you to spend time with me right now. I need you to follow me right now, 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 not later, now. How many of you know delayed obedience and disobedience? What is it that the Lord is asking you to do? What is it he's asking you to do like right now, right now, right now, right now? He said, follow me now. Let the spiritually dead bury their own. He's saying spiritually dead. Let them, let the dead bury the dead. Verse 23, but we, you know, we have got these excuses why we don't want to follow him but why we can't do what he tell us to do you know the man that was by the pool he said listen here jesus came to me said you want to be made whole he'd been laying there for 38 years a paraplegic man and uh he just began with all these excuses but you know uh, every i have no one to put me in the pool you know i i i you know every time i get ready to go somebody get in front of me whenever the angel stares the water i mean what is our excuse for not doing what god is asking us to do there's no condemnation. It's just a question. We're just reading it. And we're just seeing ourselves in the text and just pulling some things out. 23 said, then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lakes, the waves breaking into the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, Lord, save us. We're going to, we're going, we're going to drown. How many of you know that the word of the Lord says that Jesus is... Hi guys, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin. Remember to pick up all my books online at Arthur Pearlie Martin. Um, and, at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles under Pearlie Martin Books. You guys, remember to like this uh, to subscribe to this podcast. Help support this podcast. Hit that subscribe button. And, and you guys make sure that you share the link. But more than anything, you guys stroll through here. I have over 200 some episodes. Stroll through here and see if God has a word for you. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys be blessed. And like I always say, keep looking for what's good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day.